Hello there, Jessica. Look who's back. Back again. Has it been a Bing year? Bing is back. <laughs> Tell a friend. It's me, Bing Crosby. Uh, so, what is that you said? What's that you say? So, <laughs> so it's been a year already. Well, I was here in July. Thanks for remembering. It's Christmas once again. We, you did your little Christmas in July show. Right. And there was Bing, apparently making a big impact on your memory. Listen, it's 2020. July was 10 years ago. I'm sorry. Of course I remember you showing up for our Christmas in July episode. Well, that was my unfinished business. Back to the afterlife with me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Why is there, like, ghost plasma all over the place? What happened? I was in the bathroom getting ready for this, as I always do, getting ready in the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, Bing showed up again. I always miss him. You do always miss him. You know, it's weird. I never see you and Bing in the same room. Well, it always sucks, because whenever these big celebrities come by with their completely normal voices, they're like voices that are absolutely perfect and sound exactly like you always think they sound like, I'm never around. Now, to be fair, I've never seen Bing Crosby in a room with literally anyone else, so he could just be... In my imagination, I could be slowly going crazy, have a tumor eating away in there. I'm not really sure, but... Oh, well, maybe is that the secret? Is that is that going to be the big uh, twisteroo at the end of Sadie Hawkins' pod as you oh, were imagining no. me the whole time? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say things like that. That totally gets my anxiety. I totally like will be like... Oh my gosh, what if this person doesn't exist to anyone but me? Kind of like how sometimes I'm like, am I living in the Truman Show? Is that a thing? Yes, you are. Speaking (laughs) of which, we want to thank Crest Toothpaste today. I just want to thank Crest Toothpaste. Oh. They're the greatest toothpaste in the entire world, and they keep your mouth nice and clean. I don't know why you're, you're giving away free advertising space. I'm not talking to the podcast. Oh. Anyway... Merry Christmas, <laughs> as I speaking completely of, gaslight you. Speaking of nice, clean Protoplasm. Teeth. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word protoplasm when we started. I just said plasm. But speaking of nice, plasma. clean teeth, yeah. I am now taking my Invisalign out for the podcast oh, yeah. so that I don't slur or whatever quite as much. So well, Merry Christmas, like, I'll everybody. I'll still sound like this because I still have my braces in permanently <laughs> until they get removed. Oh, family of adult braces. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight, we're talking about Oh Holy Night. Oh, but top of the show business first. There's I know so much there top is so, of the show so business. much top of the show and business. And I don't expect there to be that much to talk about with the song. But yeah, just to get ahead of it a little bit, we're talking about Oh Holy Night, which is not on the Christmas album. This no. is one of the iTunes exclusive bonus tracks that then disappeared from iTunes and turned up on the very goatee Christmas comp. I don't think that's the t- name of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. This main stuff I wanted to talk about this week. We do have some voicemails. We'll get to those in a second. Oh, a week or two ago, 
or was it in a it was either on this show or it was in a Patreon episode where I was saying how Taylor Swift has that one rhythmic melody she always uses in like tons of songs. Uh-huh. It's always she's always doing that. That's the one I couldn't think of it because we were talking about Sure. We were talking about uh Be My Escape or whatever it was. <laughs> have we done that song yet? No. no. I know we haven't. <laughs> you said we have to save it. <laughs> right. So when we were talking about bands and artists that reuse certain like We have to save it melodies, for when we're better at this. I know. <laughs> that day will never come. So it's it, Taylor Swift constantly use, I mean the the one you, everyone knows is the say that you remember something something me in a red dress rosy cheeks whatever but she's used she's used that wildest dreams yeah she's used that exact same me- rhythm in so many other songs it's always so many freaking songs it's just that's just a pop thing it's just a pop thing I think it's in Katy Perry songs it's in I think it's been overdone. I think she can Silver lay back lines. from doing the da 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 da. Well, you know what? She's still selling albums, and you aren't. So maybe there's something behind da 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 da. Maybe I should do all the podcasts from now on. I should talk like this for the whole podcast. Oh wow! And then it will be a major hit. Sure, we'll we'll be number four hundred and fifty-eight <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> nice. So the other thing is like, and now it feels like dead news. By the time we're actually sitting here recording it but it was such big doings this week was the reliant k is mormon controversy which was a very i'm sure in the scheme of things it will be a very small footnote of a footnote in reliant k internet doings but some tiktoker the week before we recorded this um like just decided that they were mormon because she oh i don't i don't want to put her name out there because i don't know whatever but she's a lady on tiktok who dresses like ramona flowers from scott pilgrim sure she does cosplay of that and she does whatever you do with tiktok and one of the things i guess is she gives out she she like dances to pop punk songs and then like gives i'm doing scare quotes pop punk facts and she did a reliant k one and it said this is reliant k uh, you think they're evangelical or whatever, but they're actually Mormon. Follow for more pop punk facts. And we're like, what? They're neither of those things. Right. Yeah. Like, and then also when this whole thing was going down, John Warren's wife like popped in on Twitter <laughs> and was like evangelical in which sense? Because like that word has multiple right. meanings. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like anyone, any religion is evangelical if they're like evangelizing, but right. there's a certain sect of protestant christianity called evangelical whatever that's neither here nor there it got it was so weird because i just saw a random person on twitter last week after we recorded the show say i just learned that reliant k is mormon and i thought it was just this one person being weird right and i'm like oh i think you're thinking of the aquabats or something because they were mormon right oh, really I yeah didn't know yeah that. yeah and the, the 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 lead singer and his brother and they you know they were mormon oh not the, as a band. They weren't like the way a Christian band is all Christians and they right. work in the Christian industry. <laughs> the lead singer, Christian Jacobs of Aquabats, was Mormon. And some of the people in their early band were Mormon. And they never played on Sundays or Saturdays because of their Mormon, like Chick-fil-A or something. Like they... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever the Sabbath is for Mormons, I guess it must be Sunday. Anyway. Did they, they also not serve the gays chicken? Is that another thing that the Aquabats did? No, they serve everyone chicken because they had that song, Magic Chicken. 
It's like everyone can have It's a magic chicken. Everyone can have it. Doesn't matter if you're gay. I'm pretty sure those are the lyrics okay. to that song. Um, and then I saw on the Reliant K Discord that people had like specifically found this TikTok girl who was spreading this lie. And then like I had a TikTok. Like I signed up for it just for our Grace Baldridge interview. And the first thing I've really done with it is I went on to her, the comments of this lady who was lying about Reliant K. And I was like, what are you talking about? This isn't true. And some people were in there. And in the scheme of things, like, it doesn't really hurt if, like, one rando is wrong and gets mixed up and thought they were Mormon. What it came down to, I think, my in her comment section, people were like, I can't find any proof of this. What are you talking about? And her comments would be like, coy little, ah, you know, this is what I heard. What? And then she finally gave more specifics and was it said, like, a friend in the industry told her that they were actually Mormon, but pretending to be, I mean, she didn't put it this way. I'm putting it this way. Protestant Christian. So that could be in the Christian record industry. Completely not true. Someone else pointed out on Twitter, they are quite like their roots are Quaker. Like their denomination mm-hmm. because of being in Ohio is like Quaker and not like the strict Quaker of like Quaker Oats or whatever. Right. Not like the actually wear old timey clothes and like can't use certain right. technologies, but like. Not like, like a post, like the serial guys or yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so whoever this friend in the industry was of this TikToker probably heard they were Quaker and thought like, oh, that's like Mormon or something. Right. And it then is just, not. It's not. It's not the same at all. Um, Oh, our FedEx is here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Is that Bing again? Tell him to go away. So there's that. So just be aware. Reliant K is not Mormon, despite what you heard. (laughs) They're they're not. They were never Mormon pretending to be. John Schneck commented on one of my tweets about it and was like, so glad to finally be part of this fake news that I always hear about. (laughs) And, um, oh, the last thing is like, the last time I checked into it. Oh. I love how you're like, if you've heard about this or whatever, like, I only heard about this through through Danny. But (laughs) people on people, because this is the thing, is like, a lie like this, like a kind of a made up mistaken fact. Right. Who cares, really, in the scheme of things. But when you have a band like Reliant K, which is not active, so their fan base that is actively online is like aching for new information. And then they see some random people going like, oh, it turns out they're Mormon this whole time. And then, like, the fans who are really deep into it are like, no, that's not true. It's, like, big shakens. And if this was, like, about Blink-182 or Green Day or even, like, a, you know, a band that might not be active right now but is bigger was, like, huge, this wouldn't really matter in the scheme of things. But when you're starving for information about a band It could end up on Wikipedia, you know. It could end up somewhere. (laughs) So... And it's just like in a in a year in in a in four years of completely like just misinformation and just like acting like like what I say is true when certain powers that be just say something is true when people when like the leader of the free world retweets a Babylon B story like it's real news <laughs> idiot it's like <laughs> these just little made up facts just presented <laughs> as absolute truth. It gets sure. under the skin. Sure. And it's the whole, like, like you can't change what you can't change, but control what you can control. You are so fired up about this. I'm getting a little fired up now, but she turned off her comments. 
And she oh. blocked MXPX memes TikTok. Oh. <laughs> Danny, what did you do? I wasn't mean. I didn't take it personal. I didn't like attack them as a, I didn't attack her as a person. I saw her pronoun is her, so I'm saying that correctly. I saw, like, I didn't attack her as a person or say you're an idiot or anything. But I was saying things like, you're just presenting wholesale cloth fake information as absolute given, just right. because you heard from one person. Like you're in some sort of special no. Like you're some sort of like reporter and you've got the scoop and this is just completely made up and she only had like a couple thousand like two thousand three thousand followers but this one view this one video had fifteen thousand views because i think mm-hmm. it was getting a bunch of attention it's probably tagged reliant k right and people watch all the rest. so it's getting out there there were people carrying it over to twitter there people were talking on the discord it seems like it's over now but if you hear about it it's nonsense yeah, right on. and um, and now free MXPX memes on TikTok. Make sure she unblocks me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. And with that, moving on with that twelve-minute <laughs> top of the show business. <laughs> whatever. The other week you were like, "This was the longest opening we've ever had." It was sixty seconds. <laughs> Last week you were like, "The longest opening ever." Listen, the bits should not be more than fifteen seconds. I don't make the rolls. <laughs> Well, we do have voicemails. We have a lot of voicemails, and I am counting on these to fill out the show, because what do we have to say about Oh Holy Night? Oh my gosh, look at this. I have have notes. I have notes. I have deep dive. We are going to talk about the song history of Oh Holy Night. Okay, well, let's listen to Connor first. Maybe he's going to (laughs) preemptively take every point you're going to take. Hey, Dan and Jess. This is Connor. That's me. Calling in. Um. I literally paused the episode and called in after you said, call in about Jesus being in VeggieTales. <laughs> Unless, I, so I've seen literally every one of these things, at least up until like, I don't know, 2008, maybe. So unless they have done Jesus, like a, some sort of a, like Christmas stuff, but they never had like an actual representation of Jesus as far as I'm aware, or if they did, it was just like a baby crying or something. I have never seen a vegetable Jesus. It seems just kind of like the thing that they've never really touched. And in fact, if I'm remembering right, I think they had, when they have had like a depiction of Jesus, I think he was human. You know what? I might have to do some more research. Because <laughs> they did an Easter carol um, at one point, and I think they talked about it but I don't, I think I literally remember seeing human hands like on a cross for that. I might have to look into that. Um, but I've never seen a vegetable of Jesus. If I were to make Jesus a vegetable, I think he would be, I don't know, asparagus? I don't know. That seems reasonable. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll call back after I look up the Easter Carol, and I'll see if they have any sort of Jesus in that. Okay, bye. I guess A for asparagus, like, Jesus is A number one. He should either be, like, whatever the most popular vegetable is, like, the most beloved vegetable, or he should be, like, whatever vegetable kids really don't want to eat so that then they want it, because it's good, (laughs) because Jesus is good. Rutabaga? I don't know. I was thinking like Brussels sprout or something. Although you and I do love Brussels sprouts. So yeah, I loved him as a kid. Too. I love Brussels sprouts and I love kale. Yeah. But I don't like carrots and I don't like, and I like asparagus. 
Leeks aren't a <laughs> I don't like favorite. leeks. Oh, I hate fennel. Yeah. Fennel is like... Anything in that general category. You don't do celery either. Fennel is like if onions um, were some sort of funny metaphor <laughs> that I can't think of. <laughs> so Connor calls back. And it says, hey, it's, he must be saying, hey, guys, Connor again. But Google Voice says, hey, guys, daddy again. <laughs> so let's hear from daddy. Hey, guys, Connor, daddy again. Um, so I looked up an Easter Carol and listened a little further into the show. So the thing that, Jeff, you found of, like, all, like, the pee and the manger and, like, the all the different people, like, in the nativity scene or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's a shot from the Christmas pageant in the Star of Christmas. And then, so I think it's just, like, a kid, like, an actual baby in, like, the little town that they're in representing Jesus in that instance. Confirmed. I figured so, that out. okay. It was a Christmas pageant. It was an in-universe. Wow. No, you that, didn't get that. That is Inception right there. That is, so they're, like, doing a thing in the thing. I guess. Yes. Yeah. It was a play within the universe of them, the P playing baby Jesus. Right, I get it. So, in Easter Carol, there is a little angel that looks humanoid flying around with Mr. Nezer. Right. I do remember they have had non-vegetable characters on the show. Because at first when he was like, when Connor said human hands on the cross or something, I was like, that sounds a little weird. But I just thought of it. And there is like a bug character in the first VeggieTales movie. So there is precedent to having non-vegetable or fruit-based character on the show. Right on. Who wants to... It, it's it's a Christmas carol, but about it, Easter. Mr. Nezer wants to sell a bunch of Easter eggs and build Easter land to help keep his grandmother's memory alive or whatever. And so this little humanoid angel at one point sings, voiced by Rebecca, Rebecca St. James, sings a big song about Jesus. And in fact... They are in a church, and she's going to different stained glass windows in the church where a humanoid, well, not humanoid, it's Jesus. Human Jesus is represented on all these stained glass windows. So any, like, actual representation of Jesus, like, that's supposed to specifically be Jesus and not, like, a kid in a Christmas pageant playing Jesus has been human, as far as I can see, unless something has changed in, like, the last 10 to 12 years or something I don't know. This probably isn't that important to you, but you asked, so I answered. Okay, that makes sense. So Jesus is only, he's not, there's no canonical, well, it's canonical, but you know, there's no like, this is no like period piece presenting the character of Christ. I got it. It's always artwork within the universe, whether it's a play or stained glass windows. I get it. I don't know what he calls back for 14 seconds right after all that. Let's see what this is about. (laughs) Hey, guess I didn't listen long enough. You figured out where it was from, and I haven't actually seen that one. So I'm just going to keep blowing up your voice now. now. Okay, I'm going to also going to just listen longer next time before I call three times. Okay, bye. I don't mind you. I mean, I don't mind. We're getting to the bottom of it. You're supporting our investigation from last week about whether or not Jesus has ever been depicted in VeggieTales. I just want to say, Connor Daddy has got a great <laughs> voice. And he should be a character on VeggieTales. <laughs> he should be Connor Daddy. Exactly. Well, now we have a vo- we have two more voicemails, and now we get the David double feature, because first we have David oh. Park. Hey, guys. It's David from Jimmy Eat Pod. Um, rock Tumblr talk. Literally just last night, 
I went to pick up a rock tumbler that we bought our five-year-old for Christmas and got home. The box was empty. Somebody wanted a rock tumbler so much that they bought it, emptied the box, returned the empty box, and I ended up with it. So not only did I go to Target once to pick up a rock tumbler, I went back with an empty box and had to go upstairs to where the toys were to find that the shelf was empty. All the rock tumblers were gone. Um, so I guess, yeah, kids are still into rock tumblers. Um, rock tumblers. Kids aren't into rock wow. music. <laughs> They're into that dude, 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 that electrical, <laughs> electronic music nowadays. And but rock tumblers, still yeah. a hot ticket item. I didn't for know why the they wouldn't be. It's just science. Like, kids still like dinosaurs and kids still like rocket ships. Yes. I just don't spend a lot of time in the kids' toy section. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, you've got, you know, kids at home because they can't be in school in a lot of places yeah. right now. So parents are like, oh, my gosh, what can we get that is is educational? Rock tumbler. Yeah, just go sit in the basement and tumble your rocks. And <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I got to work from home. Tumble these rocks and just shut up. So uh, <laughs> then we have a voicemail from David Ketch. Hi, Danny and Jess. This is your old pal, Intern. Just wanted to call because uh, I haven't talked to you guys in a while or left a message in a while. I actually checked my phone log, and uh, it's been more than two months. So I just wanted to call, say hi. Also wanted to talk about the Softer to Me episode because Jess mentioned it last episode. Um there's a couple of things that I wanted to mention about that episode. So there's a voicemail that somebody butt dialed on that episode from Nebraska. And then Jess mentioned her friend, Laura, but her friend, Laura never called back. So, um, yeah, we'll not, we're, I guess we'll never know where she's from, uh, because Jess thought she was from Nebraska, but she never called. So I guess we'll, we'll never know. And then um, the re- real reason I wanted to call about the Foster to Me episode was because Jess mentioned uh, the deep dive for the song meanings and the discussion they were having about that song on Foster to Me. Um, you could find that actually at the timestamp of 33.50. So 33 minutes and 50 seconds in. Okay. I love this. This is what we have an intern for. <laughs> Last week when we read song He's meanings. on it. <laughs> we read, so- or was it two, whatever, so- song meanings we read recently. And someone in the song meanings of a song we just did this month said, go to the softer me song meanings because we're having a big discussion there. Yes. Yeah. Danny mentions that uh, some username, some Blink-182 fan or something like that, um, mentions that he wish our uh, like Christian music sucks or he wishes Reliant K wasn't Christian or something like that. And then the whole discussion was just like a huge explosion about that. So yeah, there you go. There you have it. Hello and goodbye for now. Yes. I remember that now. I do remember that. It became just a whole long discussion, which I think people have had since the beginning of time about why is this band got to be Christian? And that's all the software to me song. Oh, okay. I remember all that now, but we didn't remember that last week. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to our intern for reminding us. And the thing about Laura being from Nebraska, because our phone number, 402 9 is a Nebraska number. 
Yeah. So we just it just got it on Google Voice, and it's just the only number I could find that spelled out Sadie. And so that's I guess we got a random call from the same sure. area code. Sure. And, and I just looked it up, and Laura actually has a San Francisco phone number. She oh. does not have a Nebraska area code anymore, oh, okay. even though now she lives in Portland. And our friend Laura was, she was basically the David Catch of our old podcast. Yeah. Which we've talked about once or twice, and we're going to talk about in a specific episode in the future. Yes. But we had a podcast about a sci-fi channel show that you can't find anymore. We took the whole nope. archive down. <laughs> And she was basically our biggest fan, most interactive fan from that time. And she listened to the first couple episodes of this show and was like, you know, yeah. she doesn't like Ryan K. So, right. it didn't, but we're still actually friends with her. Yes. So, um, anyway, and that leads us into Oh Holy Night. See, if we were talking about about Taylor Swift and like folklore or, or uh, Evermore, she would she would pop in, but. Reliant K. Just lie to her and tell her we've been talking about so much Taylor <laughs> Swift this month. Listen to every episode. So, Oh Holy Night. I feel like you've got the yes, the big takes on this song because for me, it's I don't like, even have that many big takes. Here's the thing: I did all my research on Silent Night slash Away in the Main. Right, we were this supposed week. to record yesterday, and Jessica texted me because I was. At the at my physical office for work, and she's like, "I finished my Silent Night Away in the Manger re- uh, research," and I'm like, "That's not the song we're doing." <laughs> no. So by the time I realized that I had to redo all my research, I have a lot of notes that are just like, "Ugh, I don't want to be doing this kind of things." So like, I have a note here that just says, "Full disclosure," because I had already done my research on a completely wrong on the completely wrong track prior to this. My ADHD was kicking in hardcore at this point, and I went off and listened to like three songs off Home for Christmas by NSYNC and played more Cyberpunk 2077 in between looking up this song. Well, as I was saying, this song is not on the Christmas album. It is found on the compilation Tis the Season to, to Be Goatee. And when we did our summer Christmas in Summer episode this year, we did another song that's not found on the Christmas album, right. but it's found on this goatee Christmas comp. Tis this the season to have a goatee, though. Well, that's the thing, is we talked about it in the summer, but Santa, Santa does have a goatee. He's shaving himself a goatee while he's eating milk and cookies. And the same thing we kind of hinted at in our Christmas in Summer episode is I said, we were like, this is gross. He shouldn't be shaving over a glass of milk. <laughs> That's right. So I, so, so on uh, December 8th, Goatee Records official Twitter account tweeted like, you know, don't forget to listen to the Tis the Season to be Goatee comp. It's got, un, you know, it's unreleased songs by Reliant K and right. Ryan's Music and, and John Reddick and Toby Mac and more. Is what it says. And then I replied and said, I'm always so afraid Santa is going to get white facial hair in his milk and not notice until it's too late. <laughs> and then I put like a, a like a scared face emoji. Nice. When I first put the song on, I forgot I was listening to Reliant K because this is such an unreliant K rendition of any song. Right. Yeah, the vocals are, like, super weirdly deep. I don't really vibe on this track. That, like, somber, low 90s rock guy this is vocal just, thing doesn't really do it for me. This is just the Reliant K take on the produ- on the same kind of production ideals as Folklore. So you should love it. It's all slow. 
and and like midwest emo-esque <laughs> it's very early Except deep elm records something about this feels like a sincere version of a loungelier song by the way <laughs> i've mentioned the loungeliers a few times on this show and not as well known as i thought they were they have 120 monthly listeners on Spotify, <laughs> and their most listened to is 10,000, and and then it drops down to 2,000, and then 1,000, and then less than 1,000 listens for every subsequent well, song thereafter. What's the song that gets 10,000 listens? We're racing each other to the song. I'm going to get it first. Come on. Come on. Riders on the Storm. No! Oh, <laughs> Because I go to their page, so right. I'm one of those 120 yeah, listeners. Oh no, in. they they've dropped down to 115 monthly <laughs> listeners. December hasn't been good to them. <laughs> yeah, this song is. Oh good. no, I'm sorry. It's Flagpole Sitta. Okay, which is their third most. Some for some reason, it's their third most popular song. But Riders on the Storm is their first most popular song with 2,867 listens. Gotcha. Well, I like this song pretty good. It is not like a Reliant K song. It just kind of—it's a completely different take. Then I don't know if there's any other Reliant K song that has this kind of idea in terms of how they just right. what they decide to record. Especially because there's no specific covers of this, and not even any like fan videos. Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna look at on YouTube is other bands covering this song. Oh, awesome! Are are we doing the In Sync one? Because NSYNC has an acapella version of this song. Thanks a lot. That was supposed to be your Christmas present at the end of the episode. <laughs> you literally, you peaked. You peaked. That was the whole plan. I, I had a whole plan I going. did not peak. You peaked. You peaked. I, I did a- not peak. I just said a minute ago that I went off to listen to the NSYNC Christmas know, album I, while I, doing I kinda, my research. I kind of zoned it out and hoped you forgot that you even said that. But it's I have the this... only acapella version of anything that I'm okay with because it's not very acapella y. It's like digitally. Right. But I have this whole plan where you were going to listen to all of these versions and like oh, I'm sorry. from bands you don't care about. And then at the end, I was going to be like, <laughs> well, I got one for you that you might like. And I was going to play in sync, but you don't even like their version. So. No, I said I did. I do like their, their oh, version. Okay. Yeah. Well, now who's not listening to who? <laughs> Me. I'm not listening to you. I never listened to you. I was going to say. My New Year's resolution, listen to Jessica more. Oh, don't make don't make resolutions you can't keep, Danny. <laughs> that was good. That was like that whole exchange was like a Kathy cartoon. <laughs> you hate Kathy cartoon. I know. I hate their stupid like they can only he you can only draw them face forward. Like the 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 guy who created Kathy, I think it's a guy, is it a girl? I don't even know who whoever created the Kathy cartoons. With the ack and all that stuff. And they it's like South Park. Before South Park, like they can't be in profile. But even South Park characters can stand in profile. Like they can only stand forward facing the camera and there are like all these stiff bodies. It's just so ugly drawn. And then the jokes are always like, I shouldn't eat this cheesecake. I shouldn't eat this cheesecake. I ate the cheesecake. <laughs> and then people think that's hilarious. And they clip it out of the paper and they put it on the fridge at the workplace. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about this, or would you like to hear the the history of of Oh Holy Night? Uh, I guess the last thing I'll just ask, like, do you like like I feel like this is definitely a subgenre of Christmas music. You know what I mean? Like the real slow, like maybe like a tremolo yeah. on the guitar, almost like a like a sixties real laid back 
kind of like slow rock and roll thing. Like what's that Nancy Sinatra song that opens uh, Kill Bill, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down or whatever. Like oh, that real yeah, low, yeah. like little bit of thing on the guitar and just like singing real slow and just kind of like plucking the guitars with like a whole breath in between every note. Like that's a whole genre. That's a whole, like I said, that's a subgenre of Christmas music. Do you think, I can't think of any other songs in that subgenre. <laughs> But do you ever like that kind of Christmas music where it's like a rock guitar, but real slow and real wistful? Not particularly. Yeah. I think. I think I might like that, even though I don't like Christmas music because of, you know what I mean? Because of like the feeling of dark nostalgia. It gives me the kind of cold nostalgia that I get from classical Christmas music. That kind of music I'm describing now is meant to sound a little cold and distant and wistful, but I don't associate it with Christmas music, even if they're singing the lyrics of a Christmas song. So I think there's a disassociation from the like blustery, cold winter day, trying to find a a place to stay in the manger and everyone's, there's no room at the inn. I do kind of like a holy night in like the, when like it comes up in movies and stuff, like sung in like a traditional sense and like a church scene or something. I think right. it's pretty. It's a pretty song. It's in Home Alone. It is in Home Alone. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, there, I thought it was in The Simpsons in the episode with uh, Gary Coleman. Is that sure. his name? Gary Coleman. Do you remember The Simpsons episode where the Funzo, the Funzo episode? And then it turns oh, out all yeah. the Funzos are actually like. <laughs> it's a very right. pre-Alexis story because the Simpsons always tell the future, but like the the they they like copy your all of your like data as right. you're there like before it was Alexa. during the the Furby craze, right? It was a Furby with an Alexa built in before Alexa or even anything like an Alexa even because before even Siri's first generation, yeah. And then they had to go around town and steal all the 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 Funzos. Anyway, as they're going around town, Homer's stealing the Funzos. And Bart and Lisa are singing Christmas carols to distract the people in the houses. And I was like, oh, I'll pull that clip. It turned out they sing Holy Night. What's that song? All is bright. Silent Night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the one you did? Silent Night Away in the Manger? Yeah. The other one you mixed up. So I mixed those songs up too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what happened? It was like, I was like, I I actually was like, okay, we're doing a Holy Night. Got to do a Holy Night. I didn't think about the goatee Christmas cop. So when I went to the to Spotify, <laughs> I was like, I go to the Christmas album. I'm like, oh, he must have meant Silent Night, Away in a Manger. Both have night in the title. Right. And so that's what I did my research on. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's like, yeah, that's not what we're doing. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I could have just pivoted and... You could have. You could have just, we could have just done Silent but Night Away I did in a all major. my research on Holy Night, <laughs> and you did all your research on Silent Night, so one of us had to compromise. Merry Christmas, baby. That's your Christmas gift. And we could, we're, next week we're doing Santa Claus's Thumb into Town, and we could switch yeah. again and do Silent Night Away in a Manger. No, I want to do Santa Claus's Thumb into Town. Yeah, I do too, because there's a ton of fan videos for that. This song is rocking. So, Oh Holy Night, also known as... Oh, Canticadinoel. I apologize. This is a well-known Christmas carol composed by Adolf Adam in 1847 to the French poem Midnight Christians. I'm just going to skip the the French. 
in there. And the so, fact that his first name is Adolf. <laughs> well, lots of people I have know. Adolf for a first name, Danny. I know. By poet Palisade Capo. Okay. 1808 to 1877. The carol reflects on the birth of Jesus as humanity's redemption. Does it? I'm just kidding. Meter. <laughs> what is this? What does meter mean on Wikipedia? I don't know. It says 11.10.11. I guess it's a musical time. I mean, it's like a time thing. For, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. So history. Oh, there's so much <laughs> Frenchy <laughs> stuff that I can't pronounce. <laughs> In Rockmer, question mark, at the end of 1843, the church organ had recently been renovated. To celebrate the event, the parish priest persuaded poet Palisade Capot, a native of the town, to write a Christmas poem. Soon afterwards, that same year, Adolf Adam composed the music. The song was premiered in Rockmer in 1847 by the opera singer Emily Lowry. How to do on the iTunes chart that that year? <laughs> it's pretty high. Unitarian minister John Sullivan Dwight, editor of Dwight's Journal of Music, wrote the English version in 1855. This version became popular in the United States, especially in the North, where the third verse resonated with abolitionists, including Dwight himself. What about Jim? <laughs> I saw I saw this slow like what oh. <laughs> On her face. Midnight Christians. That sounds like like a dark story. I don't know. Like (laughs) nice. There's also an American magazine history article, but I feel like we we get it. We get the general sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take our break now and then go into the deep dive. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. Brady, David, Tucker, this might be a podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, Michael, and Connor. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> I have here an article from Music World. Uh, This was posted September 18th, 2011 by Music. Right on. Uh, Reliant K and House of Heroes Christmas songs coming November 18th. Reliant K and House of Heroes bring their musical festive tidings to this year's Christmas season on November 18th via digital music stores with three brand new holiday songs and an animated music video 
from Reliant K, as well as label mates House of Heroes offering up their rendition of the classic Silent Night. The three songs from Reliant K will include God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, Oh Holy Night, and Silver Bells, with an animated music video for the song Sleigh Ride coming as well. The Christmas anthems will be added to the platinum-selling band's 2007 album Let It Snow Baby, Let It Reindeer upon purchasing online. The customer will be given a unique code and directions to download the additional three tunes. Fans can also anticipate extra gifts from Reliant K upon purchase, including exclusive photos, downloadable wallpaper, and a few other bonuses. Oh, man, I want that wallpaper now. Yeah, does anyone have that? I think this might be where the pictures, those, like, Christmassy pictures come from. Oh, okay. You know, the ones that now, I think there's one on the inside of the, the... the fold out for the right the, let it snow baby the, the let whole, it was the whole photo vinyl. shoot for this for the for the uh, I second think Christmas. so uh, john schneck confirmed it they went to to do the photo shoot for the inside of let it snow baby reindeer let it reindeer they just went to like a kmart like they went to the right. mall they first they went to the mall and then they went and got christmas clothes at stores then they went to like a kmart or a sears went up to the photo studio sh- like paid them just regular amount to like shoot some christmas photos like a family and right. then they returned all of those clothes to the same stores in the mall where they bought them and then the credited it's amazing yeah and then the credited photographer on that cd is like the person who just worked at sears it's amazing and Can there are like hey just pops in <laughs> yeah and there were a couple of i think there are a couple of photos online that you don't find in the CD. So maybe those are where those outtakes come from. I'm sorry. Maybe it isn't those. Maybe that those aren't the exclusive photos because it says downloadable wrapping paper. I apologize. Oh. Not wallpaper. Downloadable wrapping paper. How does that? That is a horrible idea. Because you have to print a bunch of like 11, but whatever. What's the, def- right. the dimensions of a piece of paper? 11 by 8? Yeah. Like a bunch of 11 by 8 paper pieces of paper and then like oh, tape them man. all to, the, to yeah. a television. <laughs> like reams and reams of paper. House of Heroes brings their powerhouse pop sound to Silent Night, which is also available at... Danny, why did you not... Oh, I guess because this is 2011, so that's why you didn't propose with the ring wrapped in Reliant K downloadable wrapping. <laughs> House of Heroes brings their powerhouse pop sound to Silent Night, which is also available at all online music outlets. Online music outlets. What a what a weird way to state that. I guess there was a time when you had to specify. On November 18th, the band whose most recent album, The End Is Not The End, was delivered via digital stores, has seen an incredible response with the release, making it to the number six spot on the iTunes rock chart and number 42 on the overall chart, with a number one radio hit single and over a million plays on their myspace page reliant k who has toured with the likes of switchfoot and good charlotte has a grammy nod and three riaa certified gold albums to their credit the pop punk band has also performed on the tonight show with jay leno and late night with conan o'brien with their video for must have done something right receiving airplay on mtvu mtv hits fuse yeah i think we read this this article last year maybe because i I released the repeating a fact i feel like that fact seems familiar from last year fuses steven steven's untitled rock show nickelodeon's the n (laughs) imf and music choice so not actual mtv or right (laughs) mtvu mtv hits (laughs) um 
That's why they were in the tree lighting price for me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Reliant K is composed of lead singer slash guitarist slash pianist Matt Teeson, oh, lead on, guitarist Matt. Pe- like, Matt hold on, hold on. Drummer Ethan Luck, bassist John Warren, and guitarist John Schneck. And then we're just gonna go on to talk about House of Heroes again, and they've toured with the like. Or they, I'm sorry, they've opened for the likes of Filter. I don't know who that is. Silverchair. Not sure who that is. You don't Reliant know Reliant K is? and MXPX. We talked about Silverchair. John Schneck talked about Silverchair. He talked about how they did a Silverchair cover when they played in Australia. Oh, because that's that, that right. Band's from, they're like the Australian Nirvana. And they, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying that they're like. And they played Tomorrow in Australia and nobody really got it. Right. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just like looking through their other articles on Reliant K now. One thing I meant to bring up before is that I realized that like... Um, of the sort of two classic era drummers, mm-hmm. everyone, they, they all got, um, okay. of all the, the three classic lineups, everyone did some Christmas songs. Yeah, you know that's I mean? nice. But of the three well-known drummers of the band, Steven never was in a Christmas song. Right. Because in the uh, in Deck the Halls, you've got Brian and Dave, you got that lineup, did some Christmas songs. Then you have the Johns and Dave do the extra Christmas songs to fill out the, the Let It Snow Baby Reindeer, Let It Reindeer. And then when Ethan joins the band, they do three more Christmas songs. So those three classic lineups of Reliant K all have at least three Christmas songs. So that is nice. Poor Steven. Steven should come back just to do one Christmas song just to finish <laughs> that. Just like how I've worked... I've worked at Target in every state that begins with the word new, except New Mexico. So part of me wants to move to New Mexico and apply at Target just to finish that. It's right there. It's a carrot that's dangling right in front of me. She, I have a blog post from She is Beloved. Uh, Music review, tis the season to be Goatee by Goatee Records. And this was published December 16th, 2010. Okay, so if that's when that came out, then then there would have been the downloadable wrapping paper by the time we got engaged, right? I guess. When did this come out? When did this Tis the Season record come out? You keep reading and I'll figure no, it no, out. No, 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 I meant like, when did these tracks, when were these tracks released as exclusives? Was it 2010? Because if so, then it was too late. I thought they were released in 2010 or 2011. Tis the Season to Be Goatee is an excellent mix of Christmas songs from beloved goatee artists like Reliant K, House of Heroes, Stephanie Smith, and the rest of the goatee gang. Having been a longtime favorite of mine, I could probably enjoy listening to Reliant K sing the alphabet, but their renditions of Silver Bells and God Rest You Merry Gentlemen are simply stunning in its delivery, while Oh Holy Night is a bit underwhelming. Also notably is Stephanie Smith's delivery of Reliant K's I Celebrate the Day, which the artist has made distinctly her own. Her version of Jingle Ball Rock is another happy addition to this compilation. I do love Jingle Ball Rock. I'll have to go check out that that version. House of Heroes performs All I Want for Christmas is You, which I like much better than Mariah Carey's version as well as... Controversial oh, statement. <laughs> oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. The band does a satisfactory job on the difficult carol, carefully... Difficult carol carefully vocals without getting too loud or too soft. Well, I don't care for Aisha Woods. I'm sure that 
Others will love her soulful interpretations of Merry Christmas Baby and Jingle Bells. Tis the Season to Be Goatee is a good offering of what Goatee has to offer, but it's really Reliant K, House of Heroes, and Stephanie Smith that make this record shine brightly. Amazon.com is offering Tis the Season to Be Goatee as a $5 download for the month of December. So uh, get on that. Yes. And so to... To, so I figured it out, and I feel like we talked about this last time we did one of these three songs. Probably. But the including them as iTunes bonus tracks happened in 2008. Ah, uh, okay. And then in 2010, they were included on the Goatee Comp. and We did Silver Bells. We did. That's right. We did yeah. Silver Bells. And I don't think it was the Silver Bells episode. I think it was one of our, it was one of our regular Christmas episodes last year. We weren't even talking about one of these three songs with Ethan on it. We were talking about some other song, and you found an article talking about how Matt, T- with an interview with, with Matt Thiessen, saying, oh, we're you know recording three extra songs with Ethan, and they're going to be iTunes exclusives. And then Matt Thiessen says, maybe we'll keep recording a couple of Christmas songs every year. That's right. And just keep expanding Let It Snow Baby, Let It Rain Dear. But then they never did that. Yeah, I wonder, we got to find that article again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, that would have been a fun idea. And then so I, I feel like most likely they recorded these three extra songs with Ethan. They had them as iTunes exclusives in 2008 when iTunes was still a major part of like your sales and your notoriety. You wanted those numbers up and everything, right? And then two years later, by 2010 iTunes is still important, but maybe not as important. And they probably have these three songs that most people haven't heard because mm-hmm. it just was there to get a couple of extra people to buy an iTunes version of the al- the full album. Mm-hmm. So Goatee's like, well, these songs are kind of getting lost in the weeds. So let's put them on this compilation. So they have another home, which is the only reason they're on Spotify today is because they're right. found. They're not found as bonus tracks on the Christmas album. They're found on the comp. So now we have... From The Antidote, antidoteradio.com, a review of a concert where they played this song. Reliant K, Run River North, Cardboard Kids at Waiting Room Buffalo. Uh, This is by Dave on December 3rd, 2015. A cool fall day was perfect for heading to Buffalo for a show, even though it meant I would have to miss the Grey Cup game. I was also greeted by a very long lineup. The show was sold out, so the long wait outside the doors was no surprise. The early arrivals at this capacity event had already grabbed their spot on the floor. No way to squeeze through the crowd to grab any band photos. I had to settle for a spot at the rear of the venue, allowing only rare glimpses of the artist. But alas, this is one of the curses (laughs) of being height impaired. Cardboard Kids opened the show. I was expecting to see the patrons bouncing off the walls with the band's energetic rock music, but the crowd was laid back and simply enjoying the tunes. Considering Cardboard Kids are relatively new, they did have a large number of people singing along with the band. I'd only checked into the music of Run River North just hours before heading out for the show, previously known as Monsters Call Home. The si- That's a badass name. <laughs> the six-member band are Korean-American, whose original music reflected influences their parents' cultural background. That was a mouthful. And also, I'm not sure grammatically correct. Uh, though labeled as indie-slash-folk-rock, 
Run River North heads more into the rock slash post rock realm during their live set. Their music really grabbed at me with its depth of sound. This was my Reliant K, Reliant K, Reliant K. I'm pretending I'm at the concert. I feel like I'm there listening to this review. This was my first chance to see the headliner Reliant K in action, which is surprising considering the number of artists I see each year. Admittedly, I had low expectations as I waited for the band to appear on stage. That may sound harsh, but I had considered the days of Reliant K to be over. I was wrong. It was a really entertaining set. 2015. Oh, okay. It's interesting how Matt Teasing's voice... That happened voice, last week, too. I kept re- you keep reading these articles that I expect to be like 2010, right. 2011, and, and 2015. 2015. It's interesting. This I, I, Oh, I'll have to look at the date. I don't know if this is before or after the tree lighting. <laughs> it's interesting how Matt Teeson's voice has remained the same. The only change to his boyish looks is the hair, being even more unruly than during the early days of the band. Cover songs from over the past... It must be crazy now during COVID. Yeah, decade and a half, including obvious crowd and my personal favorites, High of 75 and Be My Escape. The band also included a couple of newer songs, include the very new Marigold. Before the show, oh, did everybody act like dicks at this one too when they busted that one? (laughs) Marigold! Before the new song, Teeson said from the stage, don't you hate when a band plays a new song? You don't know the words and can't sing along. The crowd... I think the crowd agreed as they gave a very limited reaction to the song. Again, this is why they must not have played it live because they were like, listen, we really tried with this one. And audiences did not react. It's a great song, but it must be that just before people knew it and like the rest of the vibe of the album, they just were like, right. Well, also, you're coming off of of collapsible lungs so if you've got newer fans from that one well, and to, then yeah. older fans they're probably maybe they're not looking for that sound to be fair the drunk ohio crowd we saw in that one video <laughs> did give a big reaction it was just very the slur- wrong one. yeah it was just very slurred and dizzy the crowd was one of the most diverse I've ever seen. The gray-haired set mingling with the teens and 20-somethings, young kids and everything in between were all there. I was amused to see two jocks, you know the type, six and a half feet tall, muscles stacked on muscles, doing the guy hug thing. You don't know anything about them. Singing, Thank you very much. Singing. You just looked at their, you just looked at what they look like and decided to judge them. You know what that's called? Not nice. Singing along loudly as tears trickled down their cheeks. I wasn't expecting that. Teeson gave a lot of stage banter. He told the audience how he was born in the Fort Erie Hospital on the Canadian side of the Niagara River, just a few minute drive from the venue. He berated the crowd for not paying attention to the Grey Cup game. He also made known that his father was also in attendance, making this the equivalent of a hometown show. Did he come up and sing the prologue to, to uh, Sahara? <laughs> Reliant K's encore song choices came as a surprise. Christmas is coming, so the band elected to finish with some of their favorite holiday tunes. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas had the crowd singing once again, but it was the participation on Oh Holy Night that was awe-inspiring. Without exception, everyone joined in and with great sounding voices. It was like being in the middle of a of one of those flash mob 
Christmas choir videos you see at this time of year. So I've literally never seen one of those. And you can't forgive me. You have to forgive me for thinking this article is five years younger, uh, five years older than I thought it was because they just referenced flash mobs. A polite crowd, a great venue, and superb music. No one could have asked for more. Should we leave a reply? <sighs> yeah, reply and say, I could have asked for more. <laughs> And that's all I've got this week. <laughs> well, one thing that came up in searching this song on YouTube is that it is applied to Stephanie Smith's, not her official YouTube channel, but you know the way YouTube now categorizes music videos, not music videos, but videos that have music in them mm-hmm. for the YouTube music app. Right. It'll always say Reliant K topic. Or Blink-182 Topic or Beatles Topic. Yeah. Under the Stephanie Smith Topic channel was this song. Mm. So I guess, and I kind of listened close, and I'm like, there kind of sounds like there's a a background vocal or like a, a, a vocal that's kind of matched along with Matt Thiessen's that sounds feminine. I couldn't really tell. I mean, there are vocals, like, there are vocals that Matt Thiessen has done where he sounds... Feminine, like the uh, Sadie Hawkins pod. Sadie Haw- Where's Sadie Hawkins pod? The state- I did it again. The Sadie Hawkins dance, 10th anniversary version. Right. Where he does that falsetto that literally sounds like a woman singing yes. at first. So I-, I guess Stephanie Smith must be doing backup vocals in this song. But I don't know. Unless we buy a copy of Tis the, the uh, uh, physical copy of Tis the Goatee Christmas Time. <laughs> right. Volume 1. There's no confirmation of that that I could find. Um, so I did find a couple of live versions. There's um, one version live in Canton, which was very recent with uh, just Matt and Matt and someone on the drums. Hmm. And there is this live big version from one of the big Christmas tours. Um, probably, well, let me see. I'll play this one first. This is definitely like circa five score or forget and not slow down. Um, let's see. This is uploaded by Kenneth Young 11 years ago. So yeah, this is like forget and not slow down times. And it's Oh Holy Night leading directly into I Celebrate the Day. And this is during that tour where they had all the Christmas decorations on the, on the stage. So let's listen to this. Thank you, thank you for the comment, person. Yeah. Great standing. Christmas album. Great Christmas Agreed. album. Thank you. Oh, I just remembered when I watched because I watched this video like six days ago. I did <laughs> the research so early. Luckily, the guy standing by this camera does not sing through A Holy Night. So we'll get a relatively clean sounding recording of A Holy Night. But as nice. soon as they break into I Celebrate the Day, oh. he immediately just starts singing <laughs> and he dominates the recording. Wow. I'm 
actually surprised that they went from this into I Celebrate the Day when it's almost like part of the whole Silent Night Away in a Manger Suite because that, see, because that's what I did my research on this week. Right. I was ready to talk about that. Well, this was released specifically on December. This YouTube video was released and it doesn't say what city it was recorded in. I feel like we've seen this specific Kenneth Young's YouTube channel before with other Reliant K videos he's been to and uploaded. But it's it was re- uploaded on December 17th, 2008. So this is right. That must be Ethan on drums. Mm-hmm. I can't see because this camera is so far back. Right. But this is probably right when right after they recorded these three songs. So it kind of makes sense. Maybe they're just kind of plugging the, you know, they just recorded these three and they want to put them in the set a little bit. Sure kind of change it up it didn't stick with the history of the band like it doesn't seem like they record they played them live much after this well they did in 2015 because that's when that article was written jessica just reminded me yes they played it in 2015 <laughs> but it didn't become like a live christmas staple like some of their other songs so here i, I fast forwarded a minute and we're now we're actually getting into oh holy night <laughs> This is not no. a to be played live song. But it's like that's they're the idea. playing, but then you just hear so much in the audience. Yeah. Like you just hear everyone shuffling and getting more drinks and stuff. Like, right. But that's the idea. Like, hey, we're going to calm it down. We're going to chill out for a bit. So let's just hear the transition into I Celebrate the Day. Matisse and that guy, or Reliant K featuring that guy. So here's the 2015 version, I believe. This is more recent. Uh, our neighbor's like, hey, shut up over there. No, this is eight years ago. So I guess I don't have a 2015 version. So this is 2012. This is in that lead up to, um, we've seen this concert other times. I guess it was like a December Christmas homecoming show. And they they played some... Uh, some collapsible lung songs for the first time at this show that we've done when we've done collapsible lung songs. And here is them playing Oh Holy Night in Canton in 2012. Thank you. 
crowd's loving it there. They're totally about it. They're like, we're ready to sing somber Christmas carols together with Reliant K. Did you know that in Canton you can't enjoy yourself? I think that was a lie because it seemed like everyone was can enjoying themselves that night. That old holy night. And of course, we have to talk about another version of this song that technically is Reliant K. And that is the Woodland Forest episode. Oh, yeah. Which we keep forgetting. We want to do a whole series of Woodland Forest, probably Patreon episodes. Right. And maybe since we're almost done with the book, that'll be the next sort of thing we do. But yeah, the Woodland Forest episode, you know, and these were all animated by John Warren. And I hadn't thought about it in a long time because I just kind of brushed over these Woodland Forest episodes when they were new. I didn't like really watch them. I was like, okay, which is what I did with a lot of flash animation and just kind of (laughs) like check it out for a minute. Like, okay, cool, whatever, but not actually sit there and watch it like a cartoon. You didn't love Strong Bad? Strong Strong Bad was one of the only, and and Homestar Runners were one of the only exceptions where I would like be ready for the next ones to come out. But uh, this is the Oh Holy Nightmare episode of Woodland Forest. And I was playing this the other night when I was doing my research. And Jessica's like, what are you playing? <laughs> Long lay the world in sin and So to describe what's going on, if you haven't seen it, this is the this is the Ryan K Flash animation show. It's pretty that's amazing. From thirteen years yeah. ago, and this is the Christmas special episode, and it's a deer standing in the middle of a Flash animation field. There's a tree with a face, which should more be like the Halloween EP. Yeah. And a and is a, that the face on the tree is that, that the something happened that ha- to? <gasps> it's this deer singing badly, saying so badly he ruined Halloween for him. <laughs> So there's a bunny rabbit, there's a there's a face in the tree. I think it's the I think it's the Dave Douglas animated guy pops in behind them in a little bit and makes an like ugh kind of face when because the deer sings so badly. And then slowly over the course of the cartoon, everything in the frame, all the critters, all the trees, all the all the bushes, they all start getting away from him because he's singing so badly. That's the that's the joke. I had oh I love the instrumentation. I don't know where they got this, but it basically sounds like it's from a Chinese movie from the eighties. It sounds like a Chinese score from like a Hong Kong or a Chinese film, like a police story or something, or a early Chow Young Fat movie. I'm gonna skip ahead to where the deer is singing very badly. The bunny runs away. Yeah. Oh, I skipped out. I was trying to get. This this feels a little South Parky. I guess it does with the high voice. Visually. There visually. Was, visually. Or is that the John Warren? Maybe. Oh, and then whichever member of the band was standing behind the tree blew up 
It might have been the John Warren. I'd have to rewatch the first episodes to figure it out. And he looked a little Beavis and Butthuddy, whoever's back yeah. there. You know, Christians were obsessed with South Park and, like, cleansing it <laughs> in the early 2000s. I don't know if this plays any part of that. But I swear, like, bunch of believers, the ska band, like, their whole aesthetic was, like, South Park-inspired Ugh. art. And I don't know why, but it always seemed like uh, Christians were, like, always, like, trying to, like, use South Park. I did, like... I don't know, youth groups and stuff would always try to like entice you like, about this come, before. you know, come on here. Yeah. They'd be like, come to our youth group. We're like South Park, but cool and clean or whatever. It's like, is this, is, it, is that really like the thing you use into like, you know how like a, a Sunday school. Will you have, would that, would that have drawn you in Danny? No, no, no. It's stupid. <laughs> it was just a fad that they were using as the, as the thing to uh, get kids interested in whatever in, in Jesus. <laughs> In, in, in Christ, so that's the Oh Holy Nightmare Woodland Hills vo- uh, Woodland <laughs> Woodland Hills Woodland Forest version. There's a yeah. town called Woodland Hills in Los Angeles. Anyway, um, this the the main Relying K Twitter account popped up the other day because John Warren posted about this. We're going to talk about why in a second, but he tweeted John Warren tweeted about this video again this year, and the main Relying K Twitter account was like, "This ages like a fine wine." Like, they all just love it. They love how great it is. And I have a question for David Park. Did you go to the bad target, what we call the bad target, which would be closest (laughs) to both where you live and Danny and I live? Because he lives near us. Or did you go to a good target that's further away? Right. Did you go to the the bad one? Because they never have anything. You got to go to to the Woodland Hills one or what is it? Like North Van Nuys or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a very precise <laughs> just, pin we'll just give drop. It everyone Sorry. <laughs> the, the wet bandits will show up. It's Christmas time. Oh, no. April's going to be setting traps to catch them. Aw, that's so, adorable. <laughs> so She did get a Home Alone Bark Box. She did. Yeah. <laughs> She's been chewing. That's right. She has the wet bandits little dog toys for Christmas. It's adorable. So this Woodland Forest episode was so popular in its time that not one... Not two, not three, but four different people all had to like do lip syncing videos to this version of the song. Oh, wow. So I'll just play you one of them so you get the va- the basic gist of it. They're all a little cursed because we're talking about like, what is this, 2009, sure. 2008 webcams. So this one's uploaded by Carver. The, I feel Old like Land. 0809 is the peak of, of cursed videos. Yeah. So this is from 2007. Earlier than I. Oh, what? So it's a guy in a so it's a guy wearing a Santa hat and his Sunday best in a very dark, creepy dungeon of death. Is he holding a bong? What? No, he's. What's in his hand? A spoon oh. covered in gaffer's tape or something. Oh, okay. That he's pretending is a microphone. So people loved to lip sync. He's this wearing an oversized blue shirt and a Santa hat. There's just a mattress on the floor. It's so <laughs> creepy. And plastic furniture. This is definitely a kind of video you could put on a creepy pasta. <laughs> like, like my cousin's cousin found this link written on a bus stop and wrote it down. And when he went to it, 
the guy doing the razzle video. or whatever comes into yeah, the background. The, <laughs> the rizzle. <laughs> and then he disappeared and no one ever found him again. And then there's a person who recreated this for their church. Oh, wow. I guess to give everyone a nice laugh. Oh, So goodness. he's kind of a large guy about my size. I hope that's a wig. It's like a very curly wig. It or looks he's like just your hair really right curly. now. No, it doesn't. It does a little Very bit. curly hair and a goatee. You're getting a fitting. haircut after we were finish recording. Okay. And he's just going around the church. He kind of looks like Elvis, uh, Mitch, oh, what's his name? Not TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000, but the guy that predates. Oh, um, Elvis something. Elvis Mitchell Weinstein. There you go. The comedian who was in just the early, early episodes, seasons of Mystery Science Theater. He He's got a, looks this like guy's him. got a goatee because tis the season yeah. to have a goatee. And then he gets down on his knees and starts crying to the sky. No one is enjoying this. There's, there's no laughing. No, there's there's laughing. no applause. You can't hear it over his screeching, but if you if you wear headphones, this podcast is best listened to with over-the-ear headphones. Um, so there's that. And then someone reanimated it themselves as well, so that's cool. Oh, wow. But the reason why John Warren shared on Twitter, reminded everyone that that Flash animation version existed, was because he just was featured in the Christian punk band Hangnail, who to me always were like uh, Christian descendants, basically. I know oh. you don't know them because they never played live by the time we met. Like they, and I, oh, you know what? Growing up punk just did a whole interview with them with this reunion that they did to oh, put cool. together some Christmas, to basically put together a Christmas EP. They were a tooth and nail band. They were very like straight ahead descendants, like clean, uh, clean production punk sort of stuff. And they came back together this year and did a couple of new songs. Uh, they, like, broke up, like, in their early 20s. Like, they started in high school, and then they were done by their early 20s. They were like, this isn't... I guess they thought it wasn't growing fast enough, and they all kind of wanted... Got that itch to, like, get real jobs and have families and stuff. So that's what I feel they basically... That's my summarization of their interview with Growing Up Punk, the podcast. So here is a little bit of Hangnail. Since it's another Christian punk band, and it's got John Warren... Here is Hangnail's version of Oh Holy Night. All on your knees, oh hear the angel voices, oh night, divine, oh night, when Christ was born. Now that's how you do a rockin' version of this song. <laughs> well, obviously. So yeah, Hangnail and Shorthanded were always the two Christian Tooth and Nail bands that I thought like directly sounded like the Descendants, mm. as opposed to MXPX, who are cl- clearly super inspired by the Descendants, but mm-hmm. still sound like MXPX. Like those two bands sound the most exa- uh, precisely like the Descendants. Anyway, all I have left is a whole bunch of other either Christian rock bands or secular sort of rock punk bands that kind of fit in the same lens as Reliant K doing their versions of the song. Nice. And so the first one we have is Weezer. Oh. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world 
dancing an air upon till he appeared and the soul felt it. Unlike their covers of Africa, which I have to give to Reliant <laughs> K, I have to give a holy night to Weezer. Okay. Not still not a huge fan of that rendition, but like it a little bit more than than this Reliant K version. Um, yeah, I like this version pretty well. I love the oh, I already closed it by mistake, but I've always loved the oh, here it is. I've always been both compelled and repelled by the cover of Weezer's Christmas album because it looks the most generic. It basically looks like. It looks like what you would see on a cup at a movie theater during the holiday season. That's absolutely true. I was also going to say it's got the aesthetic of like a royalty-free stock image company. Yes. Like this is royalty and free, like, or it's like a dollar for complete commercial use, like bare minimum aesthetic that they put together. And this is an, I think this is came out the year like 2010 or something like that. Cause I feel like. I listened to it the year we were married. Anyway. Something about the design and the art looks a lot like, like we have a new Bev Christmas cup up there that I'm currently looking at. And like, I feel like it has a similar feel to it. Yeah. Well, then we have the other Christian band named after a car. This is Cutlass. Oh. You know, are you familiar with this band? The other thing I meant to ask you is if you're familiar with each band. Uh, I am only familiar with this band through you. And yes, I'm familiar with Weezer from before you. You've never heard of Weezer. Name one song. <laughs> You've never heard of Weezer. You just named two. Oh, no, you named Africa anyway. <laughs> that doesn't count. It doesn't count. Name one Weezer song. Buddy Holly. Damn it. Okay. Here's here's Cutlass's version. Jessica this is was, a holy night. That's what we're doing. Oh, wait. <laughs> See? It's a confusing... Oh. <laughs> I, to- I meant... Did I do the wrong Weezer no. song? Now wait, I'm so confused. Now I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> it's so Oh, easy. my gosh. It's so easy to mix these two songs up. I don't even remember the last two songs now. <laughs> I don't remember if you played Oh, Holy Night or if you played Silent Night. No, they were both definitely Whole Holy Night. Okay. This is a holy night as well, right? I mean, I'm going to find out in the edit. But yeah, they're both a holy <laughs> night. It's just the thing is, like, this is such a bare bones melody. Ugh. When you take the bare bones of this melody, you can do almost anything with it. And all of these bands. It sounds like all are... the Christmas songs. <laughs> it does sound like all the Christmas songs. So here's one that I have to do. This is a secular punk band. Uh, and I know you haven't heard of them, but also David Ketch loves them. And this is Pulley.
How's, how's that? How's a straight-ahead punk version for you? I'm tapping my toes. I see that. It's really annoying. Please stop doing that. I'm just kidding. I love you. So, <laughs> I haven't talked about this much, but the Happy Christmas comps from Tooth and Nail. Like, I loved the first two, and then I completely lost interest in them. Uh, I think Relying K is on the third one, which I might have bought. I think I Hate Christmas Parties might be on the third mm-hmm. one, but I never really listened to that third Happy Christmas Tooth and Nail comp. They were more than just collecting Tooth and Nail bands. They like would co- specifically be like the alternative Christian bands mm. all together in their one big Christmas collection for the year. So this was from Happy Christmas Volume 5, and this is not a band I'm familiar with. So tell me if you're familiar with them. This is Ivory Line. Of course I know Ivory Line. <laughs> I used to run their MySpace page. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Watch them not have been around since MySpace because I don't know them. Oh, this is 10 years ago, so tail end yeah yeah tail end of myspace okay this is ivory lines version think of that that had like a little hair metal flair to those vocals i guess hold on let me skip in a little bit go two minutes in yeah i don't know just like jam out to this yeah is this crab core i I don't know what that means specific kind of like warp tour metal-y punk music gotcha you know that's why i'm asking is this crab core I'm going to start in it. You know, like all those accounts that like, is this ska right. or is this anime? I'm going to start one. Is this Crabcore? And then we have a whole bunch of other artists. And I think you've heard of uh, a couple of these. Rend Collective has yep. one. Right on. Seven Day Jesus has one. Um, Third Day, Newsboys. Uh, let's see. Do you want to hear any of those versions? We also have Kevin Max. You can play the Ren Collective one. Okay, I'll do I that. Enjoy we some also Ren have Collective. Kevin Max of DC Talk. Oh, Not okay. the goatee one, but the other the the, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and August Burns Red. Oh, and we have Christ uh, Christ Christafari Christafari, which I haven't thought about in the longest time. Oh. But they're like the big Christian reggae band. Wow. And when I got into Christian ska. I got the Christ Safari Christ Safari version uh, album that was out at the time, but I was like, "Yeah, this is okay." But I got more into the Israelites because they were first wave ska. So anyway, let's hear the Rend Collective for Jessica's request. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, okay, move on next for You don't care for it? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just they all start to sound the same after a little while. I, we, maybe we should put together a compilation called A Cajone Christmas. <laughs> and any sort of like Rend Collective kind of worshipy band, all of the sort of post-folky 
worship bands that do a version of a Christmas song. We put them all together. I thought you what meant you just Oh Holy Night. Like just no. the song <laughs> no. Oh Holy Night. It like can be any times. Christmas song, but it has to be a worship band sure. that uses a cajon. Sure. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that word right. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, August Burns Red, Third Day, Newsboys. Does it feel like they're all kind of, even though they're all quite different, they all are starting to feel kind of samey. So what well, we could end with Christ Safari. Christ what about Safari. NSYNC? You opened your present early. I can't. You already found the NSYNC version. You even gave me a review of it early in the episode. Okay, you want to listen to NSYNC, the greatest yeah. Christian band of all time? <laughs> Here's NSYNC with their version of Oh Holy Night. I mean, it is the millennium and everybody's talking about Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, right. That's the weirdest lyric. <laughs> Jessica was Jessica had control of the radio the other day. And what's that song called? Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy by InSync. It's like opens with it's like year two thousand and everyone's talking about <laughs> Jerusalem. I'm like, what the what is going on? Okay, and, first of all, let's here it comes millennium and everybody's talking about Jerusalem. Yeah. I was like, what? And then the rest of the song has nothing to do it with that. It has to do with being a space cowboy. Yeah. I'm like, what? I do not understand. And I'm like trying to like make this make sense in my head. I'm like, okay, someone's afraid of Y2K and the, re- and, the re- and the tribulation is coming because it's almost the year 2000. So they're going to get on a spaceship and leave Earth until the tribulation ends <laughs> instead of becoming born again. They're like, if I'm not on Earth while the Antichrist is in power, just up in space jamming out to my boy band music, then I'll be free of the whole conflict. What do you think? Is that what the song is that what the song is about? Danny did not want to take a ride, take a space ride with a cowboy baby. Sure I do. That was my Christmas present. I was hoping you knew. I've been dropping hints all year that all I wanted is to take a space ride with a space cowboy. All right, here's your sync. Here they are. Here's these weirdos. These five stupid weirdos. One of them with his. Did you? His did you ever dreadlocks. see them? I don't think it's in the, on the soundtrack. But did you see the movie Space Cowboys with with, with uh, Clint Eastwood yeah, and Tommy no, Lee Jones? No, I've never seen it, but I'm aware of it. It was charming for its time. <laughs> okay. It was cute. Is that what it's about? Is that what the song's about? No. Was Tommy? Were Tommy Lee Jones? It's just about. I don't really remember. It's just about a bunch James of old men Con going into whoever, space. Were they talking about Jerusalem? They. I think they don't. They leave Tommy Lee Jones like on the moon or some other planet or something. I don't really <laughs> I don't remember. What Is that why we haven't he seen dies him? Dies out there. I think. <laughs> Is like... that why we haven't seen him that much recently? <laughs> yeah. Because we used to see him in like every movie. Yeah. In it the was 90s. around that time, like around that like early two thousands when he was in like everything. Here's some more insane. I get it. Copyright strike. <laughs> you don't like it because it's you're dancing, but you didn't like it because it's auto-tuned. No, I do like it. I said it's one of the only uh, acapella versions of anything I enjoy. <laughs> well, lovely, wonderful. I really feel in the in the in the mood now. And you're feeling the mood for Christ Christafari, because that's what we're ending on. We're ending on Christafari. Here we go.
Jessica just made a face like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, why didn't you introduce me to this sooner? <laughs> and listen. What is this? Is this Five Iron Frenzy? I forgot. Who is this? Stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. The- what do you think of that? You like that, huh? Yeah. Apparently, you like that. I was jamming. We're gonna become a Christafari podcast after this. Yeah. Pod- after Sadie Hawkins' pod is over. Talking about something that culturally we really can't delve deeply into in an appropriate way. Yeah. Uh, they have merchandise sold directly off of their YouTube page. You want to get some of this? Nice. They have all these interesting designs. I guess they must have Ooh, some sort cool. of cultural meaning, but they look very Twin Peaks. I don't know. They do. Know. They look very David Lynch-like. Speaking of lines. merchandise, oh, yeah. I'm enjoying my tea out of a Sadie Hawkins pod mug that you can find now on Tea Public. Yes. As our commercial said, even though it still mentions Halloween, it is also now Christmas. So if you need merchandise, go on over to our Tea Public store and pick up some Sadie Hawkins pod merchandise for the person that you either love or want to get even with. Now, Dan, do you are you enjoying this song now more, less, or the same than you did before? I couldn't really I didn't really enjoy this song to begin with. Right. So I'm technically enjoying it a little less. Man, we are, why are we always on the same page with this one? Because that's exactly what I was going to say. I did like that one. I did I did like hearing Reliant K play it live in those two versions that I found. That was cool. I feel like if I don't hear this song for a year and were to go to a Reliant K's concert, if we all got our Christmas wish and Reliant K got back together and toured next year. And the and COVID they, went and, away. And COVID went away. I feel like if I heard Reliant K play this, I'd be like, Cool. But right now, I am so over the song of Holy Night. Yeah. Yeah, same. Also, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Gotten some reports in that some of you aren't, aren't feeling so good. And oh, yeah. we want you guys to, to be healthy and safe. Be healthy, be happy. Just like, just like a wise man once said, be healthy, be happy. And that man... Was the cheer the dining at Cheerios be? <laughs> Someone we uh, we should all look up to. We just wasted ninety minutes of your life. Ho ho ho.